welcome to another episode of the How To CEO Show. I'm your host, Murray Newlands. In this show, we're going to be looking at what CEOs need to know about their mind frame and how to improve it to build a better business. I'm delighted to be joined by Adair Beverly uh, on this show, who's an expert on this topic, and she's going to give us everything you need to know as a CEO and how can that help you build an amazing company. Beverly, welcome to the show, and please introduce yourself. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Adair. I'm the CEO and founder of Entertainment Mindframe, uh, where I provide cognitive enhancement for professionals, confession, entertainment, through brain, brain and behavioral sciences. So we work a lot on your mindset um, and how that is projected into your business. As much as people think it's not, it is. Um, and so that's basically what I do. <laughs> okay, so that's a topic that... Um, Everyone's obviously familiar vaguely with their mindset, but probably they have all kinds of preconceptions that are rubbish. Um, yeah. what, is, what, what does it mean? How should I even start to think about this? Well, the way I like to start is I, I actually break it down in a neuroscientific perspective, which is our hormones produce... Our, our hormones affect our neurons, which affect our social behavior. So our hormones, we have our daily in our lives, which is the serotonin, oxytocin, dopamine, all those things are what actually motivates you to do business. And your mindset is greatly affected by your hormones. So those hormones can also affect your limbic system, which is where your emotional brain is. Your emotional brain directly affects your cognitive thinking, which is in the front of your brain. Now, a lot of people think it's separate. You know, a lot of people think your emotions are separate from business and that we can control our emotions just by thinking. But that's not actually the way the brain works. Our limbic system, our emotional brain directly affects your cognitive thinking which is your planning, your analytical thinking, um, all the actual decisions that you make for business. So it happens almost on a subconscious level. And if you're not aware of it, sometimes you will make decisions that will negatively affect your business um, that stems from something very emotional for you. Okay, that sounds like a, a multi-layered cake um, <laughs> yeah. when I think about it in that sense. Um, so, so starting from the basic, let's say I want to, to, have, to end up with an amazing mindset to build an amazing company. Uh -huh. Where do I need to start? What are the basic things to get right? You're saying it's about your hormones, or does that mean it's about food and exercise? Like, are those the basics, or is it something uh, else along the way? I don't focus on the, the, I mean, those do, everything you do to your body absolutely does affect it, but I focus more on thinking on okay. your daily habits with yourself and your, your inner dialogue. So the first thing when you're starting a business, um, or even if you're over a business in any way, you've got to understand why you're doing it. There's a lot right. of people I know that um, they want to be CEOs or they want to be entrepreneurs because it looks glamorous. And, you know, social media has done a very good job of that, making yes. everyone look like, you know, they're on these vacations, on these yachts, uh, meeting with all these CEOs, and uh, it just looks good. And everybody wants that. They want that sense of freedom and that sense of success. So people yes. chase that image more than they do actually grow their business and understanding the difference, re really narrowing that down and understanding why are you doing this? Why do you want to do this? Do you want to do this because you just don't like being told what to do? Do you want to do this because you're a good leader? Those are very different reasons. So that's one thing that affects your mindset when you're running a business or even starting a business. 
So how do you get to a why? I say, <laughs> well, it, it, honestly, of course, it depends on who I'm working with. But um, usually for me, at least, it was what was the outcome that I wanted and what was the burning in my soul for what I wanted to do. I usually ask people that when they're working um, or when they have an idea, because we all have these ideas that pop up yeah. in our heads sometimes. And we're like, oh, oh my God, I'm going to be a millionaire. Um, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I believe you, but why? Why do you want to be a millionaire? You know, um, it sounds good. Everybody wants it. Every single person wants it. But, you know, do you have the mindset to support a millionaire? And how can we get there? Okay, so if you want to, if you want to be a millionaire because you're running from a poor lifestyle that you had when you grew up, then that may hinder you down the road because you actually may make decisions out of ego, out of fear, because you don't ever want to go back there rather than making decisions that are good for the company. Does that make sense? That's where that emotional part can come in. Right. As a business person, you are so connected to what you're doing. Um, you're so emotionally involved in what you're doing that when you're running your business, you're going to come across opportunities and even obstacles where it challenges you and it triggers that emotional part of you. And that's when you can start feeling, okay, remind yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And you always have to know your why because you do have to remind yourself in times when it's tough because business is not glamorous. <laughs> Being a CEO is not as glamorous as it seems. Absolutely. So what's the best way if I want, if I'm a CEO and I want to, I'm listening to this and I want to think about what's the best way to take myself forward? Is it thinking about five things that I need to have in my day? Is it waking up and, and having a routine to make sure that I start my day in the best way and I, and I follow that mindset through? Or is it looking out for when I'm making decisions how am I coming about those decisions? Like, how do I go about this? What are the actionable things that I can think about? I would say first to create a mental schedule for yourself, not just a daily to-do list, an actual mental schedule. So if you wake up, let's say 5.30 in the morning, 4.30, 6 in the morning, if it's best for you to have quiet time for 30 minutes or maybe go for a walk, maybe stand in the shower, you know, everybody's different. Um, but you have to give your mind that same consistency every day. That's how you grow the neuroplasticity in your brain is by practicing things over and over again every single day um, to where you start building a habit. Um, and that's just a start. Now that's just in the morning, right? So in the morning, if that works for you, you do that. And you take that throughout the day, you always give your brain something. So if it's, eating good, like you said earlier, having a healthy diet, um, moving your body around for at least 30 minutes that has been proven to give you, you know, at least good results. Um, and then um, on those daily things, you also want to have a long-term goal in front of you. You want to know why you're doing this for the future. And you, it is your job, because only you know, it is your job to eliminate all of the things that are going to keep you from getting there. You know, and, and that can be anything. It could be where you live. It could be certain friends you have in your life. It could be business relationships that you're keeping in hopes that it turns into something. Um, it, but it's only, you know, so it's your job to get to eliminate those things that are going to propel you forward or could prevent you from propelling yourself forward. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, absolutely. What are some tips on um, knowing? Is this a good thing to keep? And and also, if I if I look at my mode, like let's say I'm a CEO and I'm doing this, and then I realize it's not my why. How do I how do I keep it going, or how do I change? Oh man, that is a very good question because that's actually something that I run into a lot where people actually start having identity crisis, especially in my field in entertainment and fashion because there's so many people that they'll start a business and then their business creates this image and now they have to keep up with that image. Sometimes that image has turned into something that they really don't truly desire to do, but it's so successful that they feel like they're forced to do it. That is a very hard, I I think that's probably the hardest thing because now you feel pressure from everything outside of yourself, but that's also how you lose yourself as a business person because now you're letting the company run you and you're not running your company. And that happens a lot, very, very easily. So when you get to that point and you realize this isn't your why, this isn't really my why, you don't have to do drastic changes. You don't have to go on hiatuses. Um, you don't have to quit. You don't have to go to that to or, have, or have a breakdown, but it is always good to sit down and reevaluate, like especially during times right now when everything is slow during this yes. pandemic, a lot of people are reevaluating what they're doing and why they're doing it because right. priorities are, are they're, they're put on the forefront now and now you're starting to see, well, did this even matter before? Yeah. And what what matters now? Um, and and it's it's crazy that I'm seeing so much of this right now. But man, I I'm trying to get like a very simple answer for you because it's a very emotional and heavy place to be when you know it's not really what what your why is. Um, but if you know if you know that's not your why, I would say find your why. Find your way and then figure out how you can implement that in what you're doing. You don't have to completely stop. And also, you got to understand people love having the ability to connect, to to connect with someone. They feel like the CEO is connectable, like relatable. Oh my gosh, they're a person, you know? People like that. So sometimes vulnerability is very, very powerful. You know, I'm not saying get on your your story and, you know, just spill your heart out, talk about how you feel. But, um, you know, everybody goes through this. And there's so many, there's so many entrepreneurs and there's so many CEOs. There's so many people in power that have lost themselves and lost their why in business. And sometimes just speaking about it, you know, you'll, you'll get so many more people to say, Hey man, this is happening to me too. This is what I did. Or how could we change this together? There's so much power and vulnerability. Um, so I would, I would definitely say find that why and, and figure out how you could implement that and what you already have. Maybe it takes a little change. I don't know. Maybe you switch some stuff up. Maybe you start doing, you know, interviews once a week where you talk about your why with other CEOs, you know, right. and, and then now you've opened up a whole new field of people and a whole new passion inside of you. So that was, that was my, going to be coming to my next question. So you're a CEO, you decided your why. How do you really enhance your creativity in getting to that? Um, where do you, where do you bring more creativity? How do you spur creativity in your life to uh, build a, a great company when you, when as a CEO, you know you're going in the right direction? Huh. You just get that, even if you just get that credit little spark. That's a very that's such a good question. Um, I would say, <clears throat> see, I work with a lot of creatives naturally. So I think I have the liberty of not having to push as much creativity because they are all so creative. I mean, you're talking about fashion and entertainment where all they want to do is express, right? But not everybody is that 
creative. Some people are are very analytical, very critical thinkers, where it's difficult to surpass uh, what the brain already knows what to do. That's one of the special things about creatives is their brain actually surpasses our ability to stop when we've never done it before. So then a good question for that is, is how do you channel that? Because you're dealing with people whose creativity is so wide. So many, yeah. They have so many opportunities even in their own brain of that eating breakfast. Yeah. How do you that, how do you focus? That is okay, yeah. So that's what I do with <laughs> mine. Um I have found that creatives do not like structure. They don't like yep. structure because it prevent they feel enclosed, like they feel like you're taking something away from them. So for me, when I'm when I'm working with creatives, I always acknowledge their creativity always um and i let them have it because that's what they're good at that is exactly what that's why they are where they are that's what they're good at you always have to know where you're good but as a business person a really really important part and i believe bill gates says this is you have to know where you're not good you have to know where you're weak and if you meet somebody or you know somebody um this is you know a lot of people find this in their spouse um who compliments your weaknesses that's where you kind of start building those relationships. So with me, I'm such a analytical thinker to, and I'm so used to working with creatives. So when I'm working with that, you know, wide space of just endless opportunities, um, I always have to sit them down. Um, and when I say sit them down, I kind of mean just quiet their mind a little bit um, yeah. and focus on the outcomes that they want. Really focus on their whys because there's a lot of creatives that are just creating out of rebellious reasons. They're create they're creatives that are just making stuff because it's their therapy. It's their way of doing therapy. And there's some deep, deep things that people are dealing with to where if you try to limit that, well, now you're cutting in on something very emotional and personal to them. So it's kind of, I kind of take it back to what I was talking about earlier, where focusing on your why and focusing yep. on the the outcome that you're really, really wanting as a creative. If you're not a creative, if you're not naturally a creative person, um, ways to kind of help boost, I guess, dopamine, because that's the motivator, that's that motivation hormone. Um, One of those things is moving your body, like getting up, working out. You can, you can listen to music, you can, whatever, whatever it is that just strikes you it could be like those youtube motivational videos you know with the the epic music in the background whatever for me it is literally film scores i turn on film scores to like epic movies and i'm good to go (laughs) like that's my way of doing it so everybody's different but that that kind of gets those um, neurotransmitters firing to where you maybe you start visualizing something or maybe you think of something and then you're like oh i gotta jot this down um that's kind of a way to help people that aren't as naturally creative you know as soon as they wake up out of bed (laughs) that's that's some amazing advice if people want to connect with you how do they do that they can either find me on my personal page on Instagram at Adair, that's A-D-A-I-R-E underscore B, um, or they can reach out to me through my website, which is www.entertainmentmindframe.com. And who else do you see doing an amazing job in this field? Oh, there's so many people I know. I would say, um, who's also a friend of mine, her name is Leah Frazier. Um, she is... She's just a genius. She's a business guru. Um, I call her the matchmaker in the industry because she meets one person and she'll meet another person and then they're perfect for each other. 
she coined the term fashionpreneur. So oh. she was actually a lawyer, an attorney at first, and she decided to go into fashion. And now she is just soaring. So she's a wonderful, wonderful link to have in your life. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. I'm Rowan Newlands. You've been listening to the How To CEO Show. Thank you for subscribing, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.